Now, audio only is Lave. Oh my god. The Livra. Have you never read I Can Pee on This? No. Oh, well, I was going to give it away, but if I, if you haven't read I Can Pee on This, it's the literary uh, equivalent of a very good read. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know. All right. Banter achieved. Oh, man. This is horrible. <laughs> I was going to give it away. No. No, don't. All right. And YouTube is recording, which means we only have one thing left to do, and that is to go live. Hello, everyone. Oh, the camera's off-center. What else is new? Hi, everybody. I am the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and of course the camera would be off-center because my life has come to an end. It's so crooked. What? No, it's better. No. No, it's better. Look, how come I... You know what? It's Twitter. They're not watching anyway. It's fine. I'll I'll just grow up. <laughs> just like yeah, you got it. Well, you've been you're supposed to sit up straight anyway. Hi, everybody. I am the soon-to-be deceased Sussman, Rick Sussman. <laughs> I'm I'm being very ridiculous, but you know what? I'm mad about it. I got to turn forty this week. Nah. Wearing all black. I'm also wearing a shirt. You're also wearing a about, shirt. About uh, your birth. Uh, oh, a long, long time. <laughs> wow. It wasn't in the galaxy far, far away. Long ago, everybody lost track. Wow! <laughs> well, if you do follow Star Trek Picard, you know that the uh, <laughs> the records from this time are very sporadic at best. So, I mean, all right, you're right. The camera is a little off. <laughs> now I have to change it again, and people have to get a generous glimpse of me bottom. Okay, it was a little better. I know. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Read Pile, the final episode ever, because. On Thursday, something horrible happens, and I can never be seen or heard from again. Goodbye. What? You must be talking about your birthday. I am talking about my birthday. (laughs) I've never dreaded a birthday more in my life. I think you'll be fine. Probably. On this week's episode, we have a ton of comic books to review, but we also have some big nerd news that has to be discussed. Mm -hmm. A couple of things you might not even be aware of, Elder Strange, because you live your life in a perpetual bubble of cat hair. I do. I I think it's in my eye. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing we're going to mention, and apropos of the fact that it was the only black shirt that I currently own, Mm -hmm. we got a chance to watch The Batman, here seen in red and black colors. Uh, It is technically Earth 2 Batman, as according to... The lore, because DC just refuses to just say, you know what, the connected universe idea, fuck it, let's just release films as we deem fit. No, 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 no. We have to make this part of the DCEU somehow. All that notwithstanding, I absolutely loved it. I thought, without question, this is my favorite Batman, my favorite Batman movie, A number one with a bullet. Jumps all the way ahead of the entire Nolan trilogy. Jumps way beyond the Shoemaker stuff. Uh, maybe second, uh, you know, like my second favorite uh, is now probably Michael Keaton. But if I go back and watch that movie, maybe it sucks. I don't know. What a tremendous film. I'm so glad I got to watch it at home where I could pause it 18 times to go pee. Because three hours is a very long time. Elle Strange. <laughs> we do not see movies in the theater anymore. We lie on them streaming. Yes. Uh, how did you feel about The Batman? Okay. Well, you were talking about... Um, 
Oh, uh, I'm charging up the uh, Kindle again. Oh. Uh, so that during shows, I can actually respond to people on Twitter uh, in the future. So that's probably going to be uh, next week that we'll actually be able to like correspond with you. Because to do the show on Twitter, mm-hmm. I have to set my phone to do not disturb because technology. But if I had another device that was connected to Twitter and somebody wanted to comment, I could then interact with them. I will have four screens next week. I mean, when we because we're never doing the show again. If we ever did the show again, I would have four screens, and they're all going to be going at the exact same time, taking different angles. You know what? This is how. Can we? <laughs> this is this is how it starts. Okay. What? Okay, so what? back to Batman. Yes, the Batman. I, I was just concerned something turned off. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Only you. <laughs> how many times do things turn off? <laughs> I... Oh, I just figured you were turned off now. <laughs> uh-huh. so tell me what you thought of the batman so you had mentioned how you're like ah why does it have to be connected you know and you're you're probably thinking like oh you guys are just trying to you know compete with marvel uh and you're just not doing as well well no they're not doing it as well they're not (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) because they're not doing it as much uh so this is kind of like them hinting at like oh we can do that too uh and so Whatever. I think it's cutesy, but it allows me to accept this movie. <laughs> because if they didn't say that, yeah. and they were like, no, oh, this is a new Batman, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> you never, you, <laughs> because it's still seen, not my Batman, you've only seen even one, after watching You've only it. seen one Batfleck, too. You've only seen one of the Batflecks. I don't need any more. <laughs> I, like, I like beefy Batman. That was the one problem I did have with this Batman. He was awfully thin. He was very slender. Every time they showed him the images of his back, I'm like, oh, he's a little boy. He's so young and so pretty. Uh, Okay, it was well made. It was a good movie. Yes. But I accept it in the reality that they are saying it is. That is an Earth 2. That's where it's going to stay. Uh To me, that's what it is. It is not my new Batman or anything. Who is your Batman? I'm sorry, but I I love Nolan. (laughs) That's fine. I love all of them. That's fine. The one thing I feel that this movie did that the Christopher Nolan movies didn't do hmm. was they captured a Batman who is not one, just one note. The Nolan Batman, he was brutal, he was, you know, detective, but he all, and he always won. This Batman, he's very early in his career, he loses a lot of the time, mm-hmm. he gets the shit beat out of him on more than one occasion, he almost gets killed <laughs> by his own <laughs> misgivings and things like that. Yeah. The, the parachute scene, by the way, I was reading online, where he does the wingsuit, uh-huh. that was all practical effects. And the guy who, uh, there was a stuntman who took that fall and did that, that tumble that, that they did. Oh, man. That was not CGI. Yeah. But I loved, I loved that. I was like, that's, that's realistic. That's a Batman who is just getting started. And I, and well, it's, I'm not saying that it's a bad movie. It is a good movie. I'm just saying that if I had to rate the ones that I enjoyed the most, it's, it's not the very top one, but it was still very good because I, we know as reading comics, you have seen so many varieties to Batman. There's been many of Batman's. You know, timelines have been restarted, rewritten. They just it it is it's all over the place. This is correct. <laughs> this is correct. And it's not just Batman. It's all different characters. So we have experienced those changes, and we've learned to kind of adapt 
and to be open-minded yeah and be able to to see like different uh point of views of you know creativity mm -hmm. to this character and so i don't i think it was great for a different version okay i think it was wonderful i think i do agree with all the points that you're making but to me it's so cool <laughs> no, the nolan the nolan batman is just a little bit on top yeah. but that's just me that's everybody, fine. You're allowed. Everybody has their opinion. You're absolutely allowed to have your opinion, of course. Now, uh, sticking with the DCEU, but outside of the film franchises, but the reality of these people, yeah. um, Ezra Miller, who I think they finally wrapped up on The Flash, and I say that because now instead of getting Batman ads, we're getting check out The Flash comic before you go see The Flash movie ads in the DC comics. Yeah. But Ezra Miller... Uh, has had a bit of a tough time not being an asshole, and has once again found himself being an asshole. And now we're getting to the point where, is anyone actually looking out for this guy? Does anyone even care that this guy is like just going full bore into flushing his entire career down the tubes? Arrested, I think, twice this week, certainly once in Hawaii for a DUI, I believe, or being arrested. Uh, and he, you know, he has had a very troubled history. Um, people have wondered why he was still connected to the Flash to begin with. That was bad. And now we've got the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial, where we find out that Amber Heard, now on the record, is in fact the worst person. So, I have a question to you, Ella Strange. Mm -hmm. Ezra Miller as the Flash, you have seen him exactly once, and you didn't really care one way or the other, whatever. Amber Heard, you've seen his mirror up a couple of times but also could live with or without her. Mm -hmm. The question I pose to you, L, is shouldn't DC come out and be like, all right, listen, uh, we can't do anything about The Flash because that's in the can, but we're going to let you know that Ezra Miller will be replaced or removed. Uh, and as far as Amber Heard is concerned, her character, Mira, we could just recast that. What I, are we I, waiting on? I'll be honest, I didn't realize that was her. Yes, well... She, her... <laughs> Not everybody actually remembers her name. She just she's not even she's just Mira not, or Amber Heard? Because people are gonna know Amber Heard from now on. Well now they will, <laughs> yes. It's cut off the end people, of her speaker. People are gonna use her name to insult other people. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very fair point. That is a very fair point. She's become the carrot now. She's, oh don't be an Amber. Stop being Amber Heard. No one's Amber. trying to be Amber Heard around here. Uh, but it just I You've already said it. I, I like, what are they waiting out. for? What are they waiting on? <laughs> like, if you're DC, you're good with this? Oh, like, well, you know, Warner Brothers, we just got bought by Discovery. We're just going to let it ride. <laughs> I just, I'm stunned that all of this has come to light in the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. Especially the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial, obviously. Well, I can see, like, how we see with all that. But with Flash. Ezra Miller, yeah. I don't. I mean, is this just something? Maybe he's going through something. Maybe they're actually trying to get him help. Maybe you know we don't see that. You know, we, don't, we don't. Yeah, we don't, we we don't, don't know. know. You know, with the whole trial of Amber and Johnny Depp, they're just you know that's more open. Like we've she seen shit in the bed. We've seen. She we've in heard the about bed. details in of what's the going bed. on. Like what you is know? this? I'm just saying that like, everybody seems to have more of a clear picture <laughs> of what's going on because but, it's under us. <laughs> With him, we're, we're just like, okay, well, 
yeah, he, he got a little caught up or whatever. Maybe he was really celebrating something and he just got a this little out of This is the fifth time! <laughs> I don't... But I'm just saying, we Will don't Smith, know what's Will Smith smacked a guy for making fun of his wife. Will be banished for all eternity. Ezra Miller can't stop getting arrested. Well, boys, will be... I can't stand this shit! Drives me nuts. How come it went from two times to, like, five times? Now I'm losing track. Uh, so he's, Do he's, I not know he's what's been, going on? Yeah, he's been arrested or been in trouble with the law, like, probably between three and five times, off the top of my head. But most recently, in the last two weeks, it was twice. Okay. And, you know, I know pro wrestlers who don't get this many shots, you know? And this guy, all he's known for was being in some really shitty Harry Potter spinoff movies, and it's The Flash. And I don't know why DC just is sitting there going, nah, man, this is where we gotta go, this is what we're gonna do, this is how it's gonna be. I just don't get it. I don't understand in the world and the age we live in where people who read and collect comics are very progressive people, people who watch the, the superhero movies, you know, I don't get it. I don't understand how you can't just cut, especially Amber Heard. Like, they may have already done it. Yeah, it's and just they're just not, waiting on it. I mean, who's to really say, like, is it really their job to be like, okay, now we have an announcement, we have... Yes! Done that's exactly what PR you, is supposed to you, do! You, you say that, but the company has to be able to go out and let people know. They, I don't, they, they I don't think... They're trying to just keep things quiet. Maybe No, you can't keep... You, you might be able to push through the, the, the Ezra Miller stuff again... Yeah. Because the film again is already in the can, and there's not much you can do about it. You know, you're you're trying to get Michael Keaton to go push the movie because he's going to make an appearance as Batman. But if you look at, at it from you know their point of view, if they are throwing the character away, like the person that played him, they're like, yeah, he's we we have nothing to do with him. But here, watch his movie. No, so no, that that I, that I much more that I that I absolutely agree <laughs> with. They're they're kind of stuck there. Yeah. But the Amber Heard stuff, they should have came out like the next. Listen. Does anyone want to play Mira? You're going to need to be a redhead. You're going to need to be about five foot six, and maybe yes or no, yeah. throw a really well, bad accent. It's, it's been long enough. Yeah. From since that from movie, Aquaman, right? Like you, we've made enough money on you. Like I don't, well, not, I, not not much, but. <laughs> what if I told you? What if I told you that she's probably a prominent role in Aquaman two, which has been pushed back like eight months, and will be out in like June of 2023 or something like that. They have plenty of time to do anything. You would think, but maybe they don't. Maybe it's the situation where DC's just going, shit. Oh, <laughs> man. Just take, send him to a resort. Yeah. <laughs> J- Jason Momoa. Jason. You, have to, you, you all have to just stay here. Right? <laughs> Until we all get our paychecks. <laughs> just shh. Shut up. Shut up. Like, well, there's nothing they can do about Amber Heard. Like, she's on trial, you know? Anyway, Alice Strange, <laughs> we have a gigantic read pile this week. You especially have like a hundred books that you need to review. Even my notes are out of control. All right, well, let's get All to right. it. I have no order to this. I'm just telling you in the order that I read them. The, the order in which they shown. Yes. And for those of you at home, if you are commenting uh, on the show, thank you so much. Feel free to leave a comment. Uh, I, I will be able to actually reply to you guys uh, very shortly once this Kindle powers up. Okay, maybe not shortly. But uh, we will be back uh, with more ability to actually talk to y'all. Because I know some people do watch the show and do comment. And if you want to make a comment or want to contribute, uh, we'll be able to reply to you guys again real soon. L, what are we starting with? Sorry, I had a little burp. A little burp. 
You gotta, you gotta say the name of the title. I'm tired of doing all your, doing all your legwork. All of them? I'm, I'm doing all your legwork for you every week. Alright, fine. It is We Live, Issue 2, Volume 2, Issue 2, and this is, of course, The Age of the Paladonians. This is the first official Issue 2, even though Issue 1 was like A and B. Uh-huh. But now we're on Issue 2. The yes. story progresses. So now this is the Yes. And the one issue. Uh, so, well, <laughs> turns out Humbo seems to have a bit of an ego. Who's this? Uh, he is one of... Uh, the Paladons. Paladonians. 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 Uh, so, but it turns out he actually has just discovered, um, he basically like upped their game okay. uh, for survival. So, I mean, it's just one of those situations like, yeah, your ego is pretty big, but I guess there's a reason why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Big things happen. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're still on their way to find basically that, that main beaker. They, beacon, sorry. Uh, and so they. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> that would, oh my god, that would blow my mind. If Dr. Beaker showed up? <laughs> we live by. Uh, <laughs> Muppets. The Jim We Live Henson. Muppets. The, the Jim, Jim Henson presents We Live. Uh, Jim Henson Storytellers, <laughs> We Live. Um, but anyway, uh, something horrible happens. As uh, it tends to be the case. So, yeah. So, Talia is, uh, in a bad way, uh, and you'll find out why and everything and mm-hmm. what's happened, uh, but, uh, now Hototo, am I saying his name right? Hopefully. I believe so. Uh, and he... The Mirandas have not corrected <laughs> us yet, so. Uh, and so we tell the, um, we get to have this uh, moment where he he's decided look guys I know we gotta go do this but I gotta save my sister um, I gotta make sure that she's you know that my 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 plan for myself is now just to help her okay uh, you I know you guys need to go and continue doing what you're doing um, it's important for our survival but Right now, the only survival I can really think of is of my sister. Yeah. Uh, and so he's having to take her um, to go. Um, I forget where it's called. It, it's a, it's just basically a little city town area or community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so they take her to. So they get on on a bike and they and they take off. Um, but during this time, he once again get those little little scan code to listen yeah. to some music. Yes. Um, that is, and that is something that We Live is so great about. It is a multimedia experience. You don't just read the comic, you hear it, too, in many ways. Uh, this one, when you started playing the music, mm-hmm. I actually put down the book I was reading because it was just so damn beautiful. And I, I felt, yeah. I felt like very much like I was in, like, sort of a desert, a, de- a deserted area. Like, I could feel myself sort of, like, trying to, like, make my way through, like, this vast open space. I don't know where it was in the comic. I was just feeling the the music. Well, let me tell you what's going on during it, and you tell me if you kind of could feel that feel, because I felt like reading it while I was listening, listening to yeah. it, you could definitely feel those vibes. It touched all the feels, uh, because during this time, it's, it's, it's their ride together. Yeah, that's exactly, that, that makes perfect sense. And so... The sister, uh, Tala, is already starting her goodbyes. Yeah. 
No, really, like, the one thing that I've always mentioned about We Live is that it is not... It, it, is, it is the future of comic books. It really is. Mm-hmm. Because they are taking a lot of what we have in technology and they are allowing the reader to experience completely the emotion, the... the it reminds me, every time I read a We Live, it reminds me of Batman from the New 52, Issue 5. When, remember, where you got to turn the comic around and then you start reading it backwards. We Live lets you know that there is so much more to the medium of comic books than just straightforward reading. Great, great book. What else you got for us? Yeah. Um, I think it was one. All right. Homesick Pirates. Or Pilots. Why did I say Pirates? Anyway. Homesick Pilots. <clears throat> of course, by uh, uh, Image Comics. Uh, Dan Waters and Casper Windegard. Uh, your favoritist comic of all time, <laughs> it would seem. Hi. Hello. What in the blue hell is this now? All right, all right. Let me actually start this. Go ahead. Okay, all right. All right. So the last ghost uh, we find out was old James's uh, uh, daughter. Uh, and uh, old James is, of course, the horseshoe. Yes. Head yes. guy. Uh, so uh, we are really seeing the connection as to what is making this house. Uh, we break it down. We know that, we've already known that uh, old James, he built that house. Yes. But he didn't just build that house. He created what that house is now. Uh, I have to I have to guess, is old James like a play on old Greg or old Scratch, which is a reference to the devil? I wonder if that was I don't intended. Know. The way his whole, you know, it's Oh well, yeah, it's but I, I know. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, the whole idea is that, uh, he built that house. Yes. So he created it, you know, he can take control back. Uh, he is, he, he is seeing how everything is coming back together. Uh, and if it's more complete, then he has more control. Uh, so, uh, Amy, uh, and really just everybody, everybody in the world that has been watching is seeing how this Because we're watching two giant ghost kaiju fight across the western seaboard. Well, it's not just that. You're seeing him take back control of everything. Uh, and what's even funnier is... Yeah, well, not, I'm not saying it's funny, but like anything was funny, but this cat just fell <laughs> all the way down. <laughs> just gracefully, too. I don't know. She did it. It was like slow motion. She just tumbled in between our comic book boxes. <laughs> it was like five uh, towers high. Six, but yeah. No, five. You're right. Five, five towers five, high. Five short boxes high, and, and she, she just, just fell. in between... Wedged between like the wall and the, wall the five and comic, the stack of the where box. there's just enough to fit her fat ass, and, that, and there she goes. She's embarrassed. Okay, okay, I got distracted. Okay, so not that the not, not the comic's not funny. I'm sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so <clears throat> what you're seeing is how uh, he's taking control uh, of the house, and in the end, he, he just wants things to go back. Don't we all? He, he just wants to go back. 
but you can't do that, yeah. James. Yeah. Not when the world's been watching. Yeah. And tanks have been sitting by just waiting, waiting for the fight to stop. <laughs> now, I thumbed through the book as I've thumbed through every issue of Homesick Pilots because I love it. Uh -huh. uh, I love your reviews of it, but I love the colors. I love the beauty of it. I saw something on the very, very, very last page. Did you see it? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. It might be something that I thought was obvious. I don't know. <gasps> oh, no, there's more. One? Huh? One more. I know, it's getting close. No, one more. That's it. Yes. The, this is the penultimate issue. This is this is, this is is 99 out of 100. This is, this is it. This is 14, evidently, of 15. Yes, I'm very depressed. All right, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. So we will see. That's we'll what see. I'm saying. Like, yeah. You can't just... Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't think we would ever see the end of Homesick Pilots. I've been enjoying it a lot. He just wants things to go back to normal. Why can't everything just go back to normal? Well, ghosts exist now. <laughs> That's where it leads to. Yep. So we will uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. You know, he just, he just wants to sit in the house. He <laughs> made for himself. Nobody gets that. At the expense of everybody's soul. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> Don't come get me. What were you doing with your soul? This really? is him saying, "Get out of my yard." <laughs> I got this. Like, get, get out, out of, of yard. get out of my afterlife. You come to my house. Keep your soul there. Ah, <laughs> uh, speaking of souls. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't know, Faithless Volume 3? No, 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 I like the book. I'm oh. just saying, I, I think. I don't know. I'm still a little confused about issue some three. Of the things that are going on. <laughs> Now, I happen to know that this is the final volume of Faithless, so I'm imagining, and you can, you know, get, correct me if I'm wrong, things are ratcheting up here as we're getting closer to what is the end of the end of the series. Yes, things are becoming much less vague ah. in situations. I mean, you've always had things that were very obscure and, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and all, you know, all throughout the series, but... You're seeing it just become more concentrated. Like it, it's flipping around. Like this is the reality. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Um, Faith in the last issue uh, had the confirmation that yes, she had a baby. Poppy was you know, like, yeah, yeah, you had a baby. Now let's let's get going. Come on. Yeah. You know, and and she's like, no. It, but something happened, she falls off the fire escape, and then once again she, I guess, had to come into, she'd gotten out of a coma again. Okay. Uh, but she's with her friends. Like, her, her friends outside of, you know, uh, Lewis's group and, and all. Right. And she realizes that she's not in a reality kind of situation. Okay. So she seeks out Lewis, and now she's faced with what's really been going on. Uh, and uh, he brings her in, and he, he's telling her things, and we're finally to the point where she's going to meet her baby. But he warns her, you're not, you're not going to be you know, very happy, or I can't remember how he said it. I said it now. Yeah. I just remember that you know she's going to feel very uncomfortable about it or unhappy or something. It, it's not what you expect. It's never what you're going yeah. to expect. Now, question to you, L. Having just recently watched Rosemary's Baby for the first time, 
I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, it's just that it's almost hard to talk about this story without just telling you the no, story. No, I, I get because, that. Well, that's, that's a huge there's problem. there's so yeah. much, it's just I know, art I, that goes into exactly. it. Exactly. I was just going to so, say the same thing. Yeah. It's like if you don't tell them, you know, it, it's... It's, it's it very just, difficult to review some books sometimes. Yeah. Because, especially with Maria Lovett books, mm -hmm. her art is so incredibly beautiful. And, you know, we've read, we mention this almost every episode that we have a Maria Lovett book on there. There's a, a graphic novel out there called Loud that we recommend literally everybody read. Because it's like 128 pages and maybe five words of dialogue the entire time, yeah. right? And her art is so expressive and so clean and so crisp. And I feel like a lot of times, with like even with the story in particular, a lot of it you are kind of having to figure out yourself. You're no, yeah. you're you're going to figure out. Or you might portray it a little bit differently than another person. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's Azarello too. Like Brian Azarello is an amazing writer. Mm -hmm. We've loved him for years and years, and he doesn't he doesn't really hold your hand when he tells stories. Mm -hmm. It's just this is the story I'm telling. You can either come along. Or you can not come along. It doesn't make any difference to him. Uh, you know, one of our favorite run on Wonder Woman for a long time was Brian Azzarello and Cliff Shang's Wonder Woman. Yeah. And in that Wonder Woman, they don't really do a great job of explaining why Hades is a kid with a candle for a head. But that's just Hades. And I think that, in many ways, is, is that's just Brian Azzarello. Like, this is the story, bub. They didn't have to explain why doesn't Hades look exactly like he has been yeah. looking. Yeah, who cares? You know, this is the story. Exactly. This is reality. Yeah. I get that. And Faithless has been a, a, a tremendous run for you, so... You're running out of books, though. You're running out of books, though. Mm -hmm. What else you got? Speaking of books that are running out... Oh, everything is. Oh, my God. <laughs> you oh, just God. Know. You oh, just God. really... Every single thing in here... Is, like, close to or the it's, end. It's either the last or it's the second to last. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one I have a little bit more time. Okay, fair I enough. I have two whole issues. Two whole issues. <laughs> And this is Wonder Woman Evolution. Let me get your notes for you, sweetie. Oh, nice. Wonder Woman Evolution, number six of eight. This is, of course, by our friend Stephanie Phillips, whom mm -hmm. we love very much. Um, interesting cover art, by the way. I like this Donna Troy with the shaved head. Yeah. Very uh, very badass, very, very reminiscent pixie of... Pixie, or... It, to me, it looks more cut down, shaved a little bit. I was just... Yeah. The way... I, I just love that look. Are you are you feeling raised by wolves vibes by this cover? Because I certainly am. <laughs> we just haven't seen an episode in a while. <laughs> I need more of that stupid show. It's so bad. Give me another episode right now. My kid. I, wanna, I don't wanna, know. Wanna, 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 I feel like he can't play anything else in wanna, his entire life. Champion. Yeah, it's just him. That's it. That's your no. Sorry, you no you're more. champion now. You're doing well at this position. <laughs> you're champion <laughs> forever, bub. But, <laughs> but you. you <laughs> You, uh, every time I see you. I'm seriously, look at this. Tell me this isn't Raised by Wolves vibes. It, but you, you quickly leave that area. I don't care, I love mind. it. You're just talking about that, that particular, particular scene. scene. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. So it's not even them. It's just a scene. <laughs> so, uh, surprise. Surprise. So you know how Donna keeps telling her, look. Everything you see here is not real. Mm -hmm. It's not real. It's not what it, you know, blah, 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 And she's like shaking her and screaming mm. in her face. I'm just kidding. Spitting right in her eyes. Oh, God, Donna. Come I, on. I, that's not real. I didn't even spit in your eyes. <laughs> that's my purse. <laughs> well, turns out 
Donna isn't Donna. <laughs> I see. That's quite an ending. <laughs> oh my. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> I will say it feels a little silly in this uh, this issue. I don't want to say episode. <laughs> in this episode? Yeah, whatever. It, it becomes a show in my head. <laughs> everyone, everyone who reads comics has a voice in their head of the character that they're reading. I visualize the whole thing. I'm making it like a whole animated series. <laughs> <laughs> As long as it doesn't. What's the theme? How's the theme music? It doesn't lift up off the papers. When you open, when you open Wonder Woman Evolution, is there a theme song? It's Wonder Woman Evolution. No, it's not like when we're watching Doctor Who and I gotta dance for every Doctor. That was hard to keep up having a new dance for every Doctor entry. I I gave up after like four of the Doctors. All right, sorry. I think I had nine, ten. Yeah. Sorry to pull you. Sorry to pull you off. Tell us about Wonder Woman Evolution. This is my fault. <laughs> so, it is like a test within a test. Okay. Okay? Okay. But then it gets worse. <laughs> within a... <laughs> it's just... It, it's kind of funny. <laughs> There's a simulation in a simulation <laughs> of a simulation. <laughs> That's basically where we're getting at. Uh, and... <laughs> you... Uh, but you... And before we really get to to more of that being shown, uh, you do see how Wonder Woman once again, uh, Donna is just willing to give her everything to save humanity. Diana, not Donna. Oh, sorry, I was looking at the picture. I understand. Anyway, yes, Diana. Uh, so Wonder Woman is. Like, look, I, I will do anything to save them. Uh, they are basically, fast forward to the future, and uh, Diana is shown how the world is going to end up mm-hmm. due to climate change and everything. So it, it is just literally breaking down, uh, the whole earth is. And she is just willing to give herself completely. And what she does is, I mean, you want to be surprised, but then you're like, yeah, I should do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is, this is Diana. Uh, and it, it, it's just, it's, it, it is insane. I, I don't know what, I feel like the, the last issue would be the next issue. Yeah. But there's two more. Right. So that means there's just so much more to this. And you see, then, right there. Yeah, yeah. The, the last page. The last page is pretty the brutal. The last page. That is pretty brutal. Oh, I mean, you're introduced to the situation before the last page, but then, yeah. you know, it, it is confirmed uh, what's going on. And it's just mind-blowing. The thing- I, I, think, I think the way that this was written, you kind of have an inkling that something like this was going on. Right. But, you but the sure. way that she wrote this, it still got you. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. I, I think it, it's great. And I'm really excited for the next two issues. I, I don't I, I don't know which one I could do. I mean, I... Well, there's got to be, there, there's gotta there be a reckoning. There's definitely... Yeah, there's, there's got to be a reckoning. reckoning. Yeah. <clears throat> and then what happens after the reckoning is what issue eight will be. Yeah. So. It's crazy stuff. They're there. And then the reasoning of it. Like why? I don't, why? I don't, I don't. 
We still got more piles. Piles. More piles. Yeah. Why? We got seven more books to review. Why? You mean like more Wonder Woman? More Wonder Woman. <laughs> trial of the Amazonians. This is trial. This is officially Wonder Woman trial of the Amazons. This is Wonder Girl two of two in this particular series, and I don't know where it is. It'll, there'll be one more. One more trial of the, the Amazons tie-in. Things the trials be concluded in. I don't know. I told you what it is. To be included in Trial of the Amazons number yes. two. Okay. Yep. Oh right, right. So this is Trial of the Amazons Wonder Girl number yes. two. Yes. Right. The Wonder Woman portion. This is the last part of it. Yeah. It's, la- it's already been the last part, and the Wonder Woman portion. And then I think there was Nubia. Yes. Yeah. Um, she already had her. She had two. Yeah. Nubia had two. Wonder Girl had two. Wonder Woman had two. And now they're wrapping it up with. The Omega version, which is Trial of the which Amazons the overall, proper. Right, yes. right, right. Mm-hmm. So? <laughs> so the champions. The champions have been in these tunnels. You know, I'm sorry. With the, the I just, every stars. time you say the champions, I just think of Queen. And I'm just, oh, so these are the champions that they were talking about. Are the champions? These are the champions, and it's of the Amazonians. <laughs> so uh, they are going as fast as they can to get back to the other Amazons to let them know about their findings down there. Okay. We know already from the last issue that there is like a leak. You know, whatever is was threatening to come through is most likely already here. Um, or something is, uh, and so they are trying to get there. But in the meantime, uh, something weird's going on with Diana. <laughs> in there always. There's always there's something weird. She it, just it's came back not to me. Like really said, but I'm seeing it. Yeah. I mean, I I'm a little weirded out when I see Diana like just all of a sudden is like sitting down, breathe something in, cough, cough, laugh. <laughs> Intriguing. And then she's wondering how she got somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. So now I'm starting to think. <laughs> maybe something more to this. What's going on with you? What's going on with this? <laughs> but uh, while that whole thing is going on, we still have Cassie means to tell uh, Nubia who the killer is. She mm. knew on the last issue she needed to get there. Have so we been told who the killer is? We do find out in this okay. issue. Okay. Uh, but I wanted, I will say this, I wanted to be a little mad how it was kind of broken down, kind of like this, like, let me break down my detective work. You know, and I'm like, do we have time for this? <laughs> <laughs> Dialogue deposits being what they are. I mean, we just saw the champions all drop it down into like wherever we. I mean, nobody knew about the tunnels, so we don't know where they dropped. We just knew they dropped down into somewhere, <laughs> and all the Amazons up here are all fighting because they're all like blaming each other. But we got time. Like, we got time. But you know, Cassie's like, "No, I gotta tell her. We Listen, gotta sell this now." I and have a multiple. I'm gonna break it down, and she goes through how like laser she had point? different like choices and stuff, and. Uh, and I wanted to be mad about it, but at the same time, I will admit the result, you know, the explanation as to how she came across determining who the murderer is 
was worth it. Okay. Like, I don't think if she just blurted out who it was, it would have had the same effect. Okay. So I have, I have to stop being angry about that. All right. All right. <laughs> and move on. Okay. Uh, and it's, I, but the reason they give as yeah. to why this person did it, it was such a letdown. Mm-hmm. It was such a letdown. Uh, and, uh, like, just what she says. And so you wanted to be, again, a little angry about it, but... Oh, but it's also, this is what you got. Uh, it is what it is. Right. Uh, and it just, it gets even crazier than that. It, you, Of course, like, at the very end, something huge happens. Mm-hmm. Um and there once again is a great destruction and we don't know if you know the champions are too late so we will find out we will find out yeah the last issue the last issue trial of the amazons wraps up what else you got all right refrigerator full of heads uh this is issue six I think it's issue six of six. It is. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a fin. I get it. I get it. Fin. A fin, uh-huh. because it's fin. it's 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 a fin, because you you will see F I N at the end of the story. Uh-huh. In this case, you actually see just a fin. Yes. So how was refrigerator full so, of heads? well, the entire entire series has been amazing amazing uh absolutely love it uh we do get a sappy flashback uh about arlene and calvin uh the two um detective agents whatever uh and it is sad because we know that calvin dies yes uh but to see where his life was at before they left just did you have to do that? <laughs> did you have to? <laughs> it's important. Like, did you have to let us know who we left behind? <laughs> I mean, wow. That's just, wow. Come on. Uh, but uh, you do get to see how she does use that, though. Right. That, that memory of him and the sadness and anger by losing him. And feeling at fault for it almost, uh, you know, she she uses that to power up essentially right. yeah. to to get that energy and that and and push forward. And uh, it, we already saw it in the last issue. We got that that shark head yeah. on, on the grill. And I love the idea of it. It uh, is used. It is very much. Used. Oh yes, the amount of. Like they're just, they're just. They're, they ran parts, out of red. They ran out of I red. I couldn't tell what was going on. Yeah. I didn't know what was blood and muscle and guts. I wasn't in whose, yeah. whose, whoms, whoms. <laughs> I don't know. It was just in panels after panel, which was what I loved it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we we get to see Arlene set out to save June. Uh, things happen, uh, and things go crazy even, uh, and it seems like things come to being resolved. Right. But do they? Do, question do mark. They? Yes. Uh, 
I, I love the idea that it is left at the end that one relic yeah. is could we could see it again. 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 It, it's, it was not found at the scene. <laughs> and who hasn't? I know, I saw. Uh so good stuff. I I I, I like the hint that there could be more. Uh, but even if there isn't I'm still very happy. Yeah. Even how it's left open a little like that. I get it's that. It's very nice. I get that. And you have to do that sometimes because it's not that, you know, the story just ends there. Not even always. It, even if it's not going to be printed anymore. Yeah. It's still there. The story, that the world still, still exists. Yes. Yeah. And that makes you happy. Yes. Okay. Plus, there's always a possibility yeah, always, of a spin off. Yes. <laughs> All right, what do you, you know, got? Spin off. Oh, God. <laughs> Next up. Next up is Blue and Gold, issue 8 of 8, The End. The End. I'm actually very happy that it's ending, uh, but also very sad. <laughs> I, it's, it's absolutely even. Uh, you can only go so far with this story. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can see how it kind of veers off. Maybe I'll pick up with uh, other stories of them together. Uh, so and so forth, but I just don't know how much more this could really stretch. Uh, but then, then again, I don't, I don't know. It's always good to uh, revisit Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Like they're, yeah. they're a team that you just you're you're happy to check in on them. Like oh, there's a new blue and like you like you pick up. Hey, a new blue and gold, and it's my favorite booster and my favorite. You never not like it. Yeah, it's always good. It, it is. It's it's pancakes every three every three Sundays. Yeah, and. You get to you do get to have kind of this wrap up of everything mm -hmm. uh, in this issue. Uh, you do get to see them running uh, what I call like their little help center. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, basically, they are just you know they're they're uncovering uh, art thieves. They even they even discover uh, Bigfoot. Yes. Uh, they, they're doing all kinds of stuff. Big. Big things. things. But they're not making any money. Well, Unfortunately, the people that they're helping just don't have enough for the like tech that they need, and you know, it's just all the stuff that they do. Is it's not like they're out spending these people's money. They they just they 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 work at a high level. You know, Ted and should be able to afford they, they, all this anyway. Not anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what happened with him? That's true. <laughs> so he doesn't have the money to back them anymore, uh, and so. Yeah, it, it, it's very, very hard. Did you like the ending? Uh, I, I do. Uh, I, I think that it is funny that they did get uh, one more one more bad guy right. in there. Yeah. You know, Shoehorn that in. Yeah, they got one more in there. Uh, and you find out um, exactly who this person is. Where, when they came from, why they're when? Ready. Yes, such a time traveler <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> what they want to, uh, you know, why they are so angry, and then you question their name and the the reasoning for that, and yeah. it just opens up even more questions. Uh, so, yeah, it answers a lot of things, but at the same time, you get a lot of questions um, about this new character that was introduced. Probably not new to the world of, you know, Booster Gold and, and them. New they, to they, you. They, 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 they knew him when he showed up, you know, of him. But I 
to me, it, he was new, and I think that the introduction to his character for me mm -hmm. was very well done. It it definitely got my attention. Um, so in that way, I would want this series to continue because I want to know more about that character and his tie-in to B&B, uh, &B. but... You're such yeah, a nerd. I'm All such right. a nerd. I, I, but you're happy. Yeah, I am happy. Okay. Finally, Catwoman Lonely City, issue three of four. Mm -hmm. This, of course, is drawn and written by Cliff Shing, uh, and is one of the most gorgeous books out there. <laughs> I love his killer croc so much. He's the king he looks, croc. Oh, whatever. He looks like such a he's goober. king croc. Look, look at that goober. Look at him. He's so adorable. So, Lonely yes. City, uh, as a reminder, this is the story where uh, Batman Bruce Wayne died in an explosion um, and Catwoman Selena and end up in jail uh, for it uh, and everything of everything is open is out there they they know who Bruce was and mm -hmm. Batman was uh, you know they just everything was opened up uh, and we do get to see how Selena spent some time in jail like we have a little timeline uh, and just the things that she had gone through and having to, to just live essentially by herself, no support after something like that happening. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's, it's just, it's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> very, very sad. Uh, but it gives you a more insight of what is going on in her head. Uh, when we are back to, you know, the present, their presence. Yes. Um, where she is now in the city where Harvey Dent is mayor and he is just, he is corrupt. He does not want any, any masks allowed. Nobody. Uh, and the idea of, you know, Selena bringing things back, he's very unhappy and he is, he is pretty much cracking. To the point that he got his coin back out. <laughs> yeah. It's important. <laughs> so, crazy shit goes on on his me. end. Uh, and um, we are seeing... It's, it's very, very uh, entertaining to see a lot of these older characters uh, show up. As far as, like, King Croc. And then we have Eddie, the Wit Riddler, and Poison Ivy is there. <laughs> I didn't know you meant Riddler when you said Eddie. Like, who the hell is Eddie? Who's her, who's her Eddie. buddy, Eddie? She calls him Eddie. They even have a nice little sex scene. What? <laughs> what? Riddler and Catwoman? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know if I like that. Old. I don't care about them being old. I just don't know if Riddler and Catwoman works for me. I take Umbridge. I take Umbridge! Did it work for you? No. Yeah. <laughs> but, but here's the thing they don't know what's going to happen next with this gig fair enough um, they gotta, well they're taking on the city they're yeah, taking on the mayor at the very least yeah and it's going to take a lot and the first stop is that they gotta break into the bat cave as you do as you do but as I've mentioned they already know you know 
that this is Bruce Wayne. They know where to look. They've already found the Batcave, but they got to get in there. Um, you know, even with it being guarded. So, um, you know, they do find an additional person to help. Yes. Uh, so very excited uh, to have this person show up. Um, very excited to see Jason Blood show up. Uh, obviously, you know, you don't just go to Jason Blood to go to Jason you're not, Blood. You're not trying to get Jason Blood. You're not here to talk to Jason Blood. Yeah, who do you think you're trying to talk you're to? You're trying to talk to the demon after like, I need so, a demon. <laughs> I'm very excited to see what is it that you need him for. What the, yeah. Why, poor Jason has been, you know, he's like, I really don't, he hasn't been out for a while. I don't want to be the demon. Do you know what you're asking of me? Yeah. Did you see what happened? I saw what happened. Yeah. 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 Yeah, even Selena's like, I wouldn't. Yeah, you don't, you don't want, you don't want to let your demons. I wouldn't asked if I knew. It's always a bad idea to let your demons out. All right. (laughs) Elle, what is your pick of the week? Oh, what is my pick of the week? She's got to go back through all of her books now. I think, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always the same. That's <laughs> another Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, Emily, you are, you are the most predictable thing. <laughs> it's fine. I love it. You're allowed I to like what you I love that I knew, I kind of knew what was going on. Yeah. It still blew my mind. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Here, we'll put this over here for right now. Well, thank you for that read pile, Ella Strange. It is now time for my The Read Pile. And we start this week with a one-shot, a 420 special edition. Uh, This is The Secret History of the War on Weed by um, Image Comics by Gary Duggan and Brian Poussin. Uh, Brian uh, is, of course, a comedian, a comedy actor. Uh, He's been uh, on all kinds of great stuff. Um, So... He is the narrator, best as I can figure, or it, what I would consider to be the voice of the narrator. Uh, and it, after the first page, the first page is an actual history lesson on why the war on weed even happened. And then they literally say, after this first page, everything is pretty much made up. Uh, this was basically like, what if G.I. Joe met, uh, we'll say, the Justice League with a lot of like really campy, really funny, really absurd jokes. Um... It's fine. There, uh, you 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 do get introduced to um, what's his name? Weed thing, I believe is who it is. Uh, let's see. Um, so instead of swamp thing, yes, like, yes, weed thing, yes. So instead of swamp thing, it's weed thing, uh, and we get to see that through the power of marijuana. Even a big dickhead like uh, the guy on the cover here, uh, whose name is I think Scotch McCready or something like that. Um, who, when we first meet him, he loves his puns. By the way. Uh, he's fighting off a giant lizard, uh, and the giant lizard is saying, you know, I brought reading to your people for thousands of years before your ancestors were even born. We have sustainable energy off of fossil fuel, our awful fossil fuels. Healing is free in my society, and I want to, I don't give a damn what you want. Tell you what I want, iguana blow your head off. I want to iguana blow your head off. The puns are actually very cute. <laughs> are they? They are. Relatively speaking. 
Uh, I'm not going to lie. This was fun, but it did get a little boring as far as I'm concerned. The joke kind of played itself out. Um, but even with the joke kind of playing itself out, I will say this. Releasing this book on 420 is pretty fucking cool. You're not going to get a lot of complaints out of me. I think it was fun. I think it was designed to be fun. There's lots of really dumb filler stuff, like an activity maze, uh, and then like a word jumble, and there's a scr- uh, like a like a, a a literary scramble that I almost thought about doing. Uh, you get to meet a lot of really dumb characters. I enjoyed it. It was silly. It was ridiculous. It was fine. Uh, I'm happy that we have our copy. I will never need to read it again. <laughs> but I did enjoy it. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, ah, this is cool. Can't be fun. Okay. Can't be fun. Can't be fun. Do not recommend against. Recommend for if you're of the lifestyle. Um, okay. So the next three books all have a very similar common trait. And that is, we're moving through. We're, you know, this is, this is the next part of this story, but it's not really anything new or exciting. Mm-hmm. So we have The Nice House on the Lake. This is issue uh, 8 of, I believe, 12. Um, and in this issue, more of the same. Walter has mind-wiped everyone, as I, as you recall, a couple of pages ago, a couple of books ago, mm-hmm. except for one person. <clears throat> Walter's trying to, like, sort of steer the last humans towards, like, building a farm and making life and moving on with their existence. But since he mind-wiped everybody, they don't know that the world outside of the force field has been destroyed. So everyone's like, well, why would we build a farm, man? Shouldn't we try and get out of here? Because they just think Walter's one of them, right? And Walter actually has a sit-down with one, uh, the one captive that he didn't mind-wipe or wasn't able to mind-wipe, and she's basically just telling him straight up, like, what do you want, dude? You saved these people so they can be in your little ant mate, or what do you call that? What's a, an ant farm? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you won't tell them the truth, so why do you think they want to leave? They think their, their home is fine. They want to go home. You can't just, and then if you tell them that the world's destroyed, they're all going to hate you again. So what do you want? Do you want them to hate you, or do you want them to, you know, go home? Those are the answers, because nobody's just going to stay at a nice house on the lake, no matter how much they like you, Walter. And Walter does not take kindly to this. He has a little bit of a freak out, and he reverts back to his alien form for a moment, and basically we're just sort of stuck here. We do get a, a more, a little bit more of the continuation of the story where we're starting to see further and further of a breakdown. I am now convinced that at the beginning of every ep, uh, every issue, every episode, I said the same thing, uh, we see that the uh, folks who live in the nice house on the lake are going to break out of this force field and go live in a destroyed world uh, and that the world really is dead. And Walter basically either loses or can't solidify the last of humanity to validate their existence or maybe the aliens go to Walter and you know a la Michael in the bad place and just sort of say you know you suck at this get the fuck out of here and they just leave the last humans to their own devices because what do they care the aliens wanted the the planet destroyed the planet has been destroyed Walter wanted to prove that earthlings were worth saving and I guess he doesn't do it it's just we you know we every issue begins the same way where the main character is talking to us about something in the world that they're in is you know there's a lot of mutes and a lot of reds and a lot of very nasty looking things all around them so i'm just under the impression at this point that they do eventually get out but there's nothing left of the world hmm. it's james tinney in the fourth it's very very good this was just sort of a all right let's let's you know like there is this weird, like, issue. Sometimes you get too few issues. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get too many issues. 
sometimes you get the right amount of issues, but you don't know you've gotten the right amount of issues until you're done with the series. And I feel like that's where I'm at with Nice House on the Lake, where I'm not mad about anything that I'm reading in it. I'm not disappointed. I don't find it boring. I don't find it a waste of time. None of that. I actually very much enjoy it. But I'm starting to wonder, like, when are we getting, you know, when are we getting moving here? Well, it... And we did a giant leap forward in the first issue where the whole world was destroyed. What does he do next? Does he just wipe the, keep wiping the memories? He's done it three times. It, it, it is very akin to the bad place in that regard, where Walter keeps fucking up, so he has to keep, like, mind-wiping people, and he's not getting the results that he wants it to get. So I'm getting a lot of very similar vibes to the bad place in that regard, where the, the jailkeeper, if you will, wants these people to succeed, but he can't really give them the tools that they need. And they even mention that. They're like... I don't understand why we can get magic food to just show up every day, but asking us to just leave would be too much. And that's kind of a great point, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they write down on a piece of paper that they want a T-bone steak, boom, you get a T-bone steak. Uh, You write down on a piece of paper that you want to build a house. You get all the materials and a house is built in this little area. But you're not allowed to ask for a telescope, you're not allowed to ask for, you know, family members, you're not allowed to ask for, to be free so what, what are we trying to accomplish here? And I think that's what's happening is you're sort of seeing Walter kind of realize that this just isn't going to work. Either everyone is going to hate him for killing the planet or no one's going to buy that this really matters, that we're doing anything of any interest. Hmm. Next up, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Verse, uh, Spider-Gwen, Gwenverse, issue two. This, was, this is so much fun. Tim Seeley does a great job. And we, you know, we're, we love Tim, but we get introduced to so many new wonk, wonky characters. Dr. Cephalopod, for instance, as opposed to Dr. Octopus. So a cephalopod being an octopus as well. I love this. He also looks like Cthulhu, like Dr. Cthulhu, yeah. basically. Um, so we get so many, like, the cool thing about, about alt-verse books is you can just do whatever the hell you want. And what's funny is they go and visit a Captain America who is Gwen Stacy. And in this particular version, Gwen Stacy, Captain America, has been reading books, comic books, about um, uh, Samantha Rogers, who was uh, the first Captain America, uh, or Samantha Wilson, pardon me, as opposed to Sam Wilson. Uh, And she read about Sam Wilson in comic books. That's Sam Wilson there. So we get a, probably what's going to end up being a major first appearance, there's Sam Wilson, or Samantha Wilson, who was a female Sam Wilson, who was the first Captain America. We get Cap Gwen. Uh, and what's funny about that is Cap Gwen at one point even mentions in the comic that she didn't really enjoy the issues of the comic of Sam, of Samantha Wilson, where Samantha Wilson went to alternate realities and alternate verses because mm-hmm. she didn't feel that there was anything at stake because what was going to happen. So the book, you know, Tim Seeley does a really great job of like telling on himself and a lot of his stuff. And this is so much fun. Yeah. And I'm having such a good time. Like Wolverine, Gwen is there. And um, we're finding out that all of these are different versions of Gwen Stacy's actual persona. Like all of her, all of these different Gwens that we're seeing are like her id, her ego, her self-reliance, her willingness to change, her willingness to accept everyone oh, on okay. face value. So they're not just being thrown together for the sake of being thrown together. They all equal something. And of course, the bigger issue is that they're dealing with um, this person named Finale, who is at the end of time and who essentially destroys all of time and all of reality. And something tells me that we're going to find out that Finale is actually a Gwen, too. I just, I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. Hmm. I'm really digging Gwenverse, if for nothing else, and now for something completely different. 
And you know what? Yeah. It's nice to have that on your pile every now and again. You just you read through it. Every like, look at the vibrance of each page. I'm just gonna flip through the pages. Look at how beautiful and how vibrant and how alive each page is. It's so not what's typical of my pile. All these pages, all these panels are bright and airy and fun. And there's so many pinks and reds and greens and blues. I, I just really enjoy it. It's very nice. Yeah. It's a nice change of pace. Um, not on my read pile this week, and just a quick aside, is Animal Castle. Because I said no. No. What's funny is, uh, the person who pulled our books this week happens to be the owner of the comic shop that we shop at. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, I need to take Animal Castle off my sub. And he said, oh, I, I thought you were enjoying it. I said, I was enjoying it. I love it. I haven't read issue five yet. Have you read any of Animal Castle? Said, well, I read issue one. You liked issue one? Yeah, I thought it was really good. He runs the business. He doesn't have a lot of time to read all of his comics, right? Mm -hmm. You saw him. You saw him flip through. What was his reaction as soon as he opened the book, the first thing he said, he was like, oh, well, I saw, this... I saw a look of disappointment. <laughs> he got to, like, page four or five, and he went... He just, like, huh. all the color drained from his face. And he just went, oh. Oh, no! iPhone storage! I don't know what that was about. That was weird. I think we're back. Looks like we're back. Maybe. That was very bizarre. So. I'm just checking to see if we're live. Give me just a moment. This is the point of having multiple channels. Look at that. Look, look, you could see us seeing us. Infinity Rick. Infinity Rick. Infinity. Okay. Come on, that was cool. <laughs> All right, uh, before we get to my pick of the week, which is very obvious if you've been reading the read pile uh, Twitter feed, Slumber Issue 2. This, of course, is dealing with uh, demons that live in our brains, that are nightmares. We have people going into our nightmares. There's, I'm really enjoying this, but yeah. um, I just read this book. Uh -huh. uh, it, it, it was called My Date with Monsters. This is very good. I very much like it. I'm very happy with it. But you don't need so many. It's kind of like when... It was when too many kaijus, yeah. Too many kaijus. Too, too many kaijus. Um, this is very it's much... Kaiju season. This now, is, now, it's, now it's nightmare season. It, it really is nightmares. And then there's vampire season over in DC Comics, don't forget. I really like this. This is not coming off my read pile. This is great. It's ridiculous. It's fun. It's over the top. It's absurd. You're not going to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it is funny. Like It's like, how... How does this keep happening? How did you know I like Seven Nightmares? <laughs> and and, and it, is, it is more of the same. It's just, you know, we're, there's a nightmare killer. It's breached into our reality. It's using us as puppets. It's murdering. This is... It looks... It even looks like Chubb. Like like the, the nightmare creature that she's looking for that killed her family. Uh -huh. um, if you remember what Chubb looked like... Like, it looks like Chubb anyway, and I'm just like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Now, I will say this. There's a lot of really fun stuff uh, with our main character who apparently is losing her mind or there's a voice in her head mm -hmm. that she talks to, which reminds me a lot, of course, of uh, Joy Operation. <laughs> but um, she actually gets into an argument with the voice in her head. And uh, at one point, she sees an ostrich walk by and the voice in her... So the voice in her head said is, how the machine transfers uh, his dream, his dreamscape to the red door because science. How do I enter the door to the dreamscapes? 
hunt down nightmares and shoot them in the... Wait a minute, why is there an ostrich? Don't worry about the ostrich. The ostrich is irrelevant. Ignore the ostrich. You aren't real. You're doing this again. You aren't real. This isn't that. She's arguing literally with the voice in her head. And yeah, just for the heads up, the ostrich is real. There's the ostrich. Ignore the ostrich. I really like Slumber. If you've never read My Date with Monsters, read Slumber. It's very, very, very good. It is not by any means coming off my read pile. I want every issue. I'm going to read it. I'm going to love it. I'm going to bag it. I'm going to board it. I'm going to put it in my collection. And it's going to sit there forever. But it is very reminiscent of My Date with Monsters that I just finished reading like three weeks ago. So not their fault. I'm sure they didn't read My Date with Monsters and quickly penned something. That would be absurd. It is just funny how this... <laughs> they just have, like, they're just tracking you. Yeah, they're... Rick Sessions yeah. is uh, reading something right now. Uh, what's that? What's, we're, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna market a book directly to the Sussman, Rick Sussman, so that he can review it on his ones and ones of followers. Two years ago, because not last year, my pick of the year last year uh-huh. was Ram V's The Many Deaths of Layla Star. My pick of the year prior to then, though, do you remember? No, no. Grendel, Kentucky. Oh, yes. Which was the... Ah, st- oh, okay. I see where you're going now. Which was the story of Beowulf mm-hmm. set in the 1970s uh, con- uh, rural Kentucky drug run. Mm-hmm. My pick of the week, an early front runner for pick of the year, because I am that obvious, is the Crimson Cage issue 505. Literally Macbeth! set in the 1980s Southern pro wrestling scene. So much do I love this book. So much have I enjoyed it that I have friends in pro wrestling who still are in pro wrestling to this day that I'm like, look, man, I know you like comics. you got to fucking read Crimson Cage. I have friends who have not gotten into pro wrestling whatsoever but are big theater nerds who are big fans of Danhausen and they're thinking about getting into comics. I'm like, look, you got to read Crimson Cage. This is so good. And it's not just that it's great. And it's not just that it's well-drawn and Alex Cormack and Ashley Cormack do a great job. It's not just that the story being told is wonderful because it is Macbeth. It's because it's not quite verbatim. So at one point, uh, Charlene, uh, 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 Charlene uh, Frenzy, Chuck Frenzy's wife, who is Lady Macbeth, is uh, cutting a promo. And she says, you don't scare me, the things that I've seen, the blood that has been on this face and on these hands. You have nothing... You have nothing that can frighten me. That is a very, very near rewrite of Out, Out, Damn Spot. And you know that is a very near rewrite of Out, Out, Damn Spot because Lady Macbeth can't help. She keeps rubbing her hands. She keeps washing her hands to get the blood off her hands. But she can't get the blood off her hands no matter what. And Charlene recognizes that. She keeps going on about how the blood is still flowing. The blood is always flowing because when she got her nose broken and she had that really awesome scene where the blood was running down her face, she keeps talking about that, even though there's no blood. Mm-hmm. So you have to know Macbeth in order to catch that reference. And that is why I love this book so much. Also, they do a great job of recreating my favorite female wrestler of all time, Bull Nakana. Bull Nakana has a big portion of this book. She inadvertently causes Charlene's death, which, of course, again, if you know the story of Macbeth, the queen is dead. It is, it is, if you watch the show Barry, it's a big part of that show, too. But there is a moment where we learn that the queen has died, and the person who delivers the news to uh, Chuck says, you know, I'm so sorry, Chuck, uh, Charlene didn't make it. And Chuck goes into the soliloquy 
of, you know, uh, sound and fury signifying that all of that. It's all here. And Chuck does, and Chuck gets away with it. In the end, it's all just an act, right? It's all just, you know, the world is but a stage. Except it's not. Chuck killed, Chuck killed people. And they all come back to haunt him, just as you would expect them to. And in the end, Macbeth dies, because that's the story of Macbeth. And this is fantastic. It, is, it isn't just Macbeth pro wrestling. It was a new story that they used Macbeth as all of the major beats, but they changed the words, they changed the jargon, they changed the slogan, they changed everything so that it would fit in a world of 1980s pro wrestling. And more than anything, and I think I mentioned this when I read the first issue, more than anything, what it did was it validated me personally, which, again, not fair to other people, but when I was a junior in high school, I don't know if I ever even told you this, when I was a junior in high school, I was in the IB theater program, and to graduate from the IB theater program was a big deal. And in order to do that, I had to write my own play. So I based my play off Dionysus, which is the story of the Greek world of the uh, Lord of the Underearth, basically, of the God of the Vine. And I simply changed the, the idea of Dionysus from a Greek god to literally the Undertaker. And as part of any Greek or Shakespearean tragedy, you will have a, uh, the chorus, which are the people who are, you know, they all, they all wear the same masks and they, you know, basically they're, they're the narrators and they catch up to speed. Mm-hmm. And in my story, the narrators are, of course, the people, the guys giving out, uh, the, doing the play-by-play. So Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler at the time. And it, sure enough, John Lees did the exact same thing that I did. Thank you, John. Thank you, AWA Upshot. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Ashley. Not only is this book great, not only do I adore it, but it hits so personal to me, and it makes me believe that, yeah, you know what? I did have it right. And that Macbeth and that theater and Shakespearean drama and all of that, it is pro wrestling. Thank you. Very good. So, that wraps up this week's episode of The Read Pile for our Picks of the Week. We always want to give a shout-out to all of our good friends, of course. Uh, the Space Bastards, our greatest and bestest friends. Uh, Beautiful Garden, Mad Cave Comics, Eric Palicki, Haven for Heroes, the Indie Cast, Alex Shoemaker. Thank you so much, Alex, for all the years of being one of our favorite people on the internet. I don't think you can see him, but uh, uh, Simon Gotch is just above us here. You can see him on the YouTube channel. Yeah, there's Simon Gotch up there. Uh, Glurk and Bo, BG Comics, and all of our friends across the internet. Can you grab the pillow? Oh, here it is right here. Never mind. At the WNRN. Uh, lastly, and we always like to make sure that you do, please venture over to Ella Strange's blog over on Instagram. It is So You Have a Chronic Illness. You can learn more about what it's like for Elle as an MS warrior and a medical marijuana advocate. And you can learn about what it's like to live with chronic illness through the sharing of dank, dark memes. <laughs> much <laughs> <laughs> now if you do want to contribute to the read pile all we ask is that in a couple of minutes i'm going to upload our audio only version of the show it's through anchor and it comes with a couple of pre-disposed uh, ads if you just click on the link and let it play you're doing us a big service we earn pennies for the wnrn which allows us to buy more comics whenever they go on sale because we did buy a lot of comics this week uh, i'll be doing a separate post about the comic that i uh i spent my birthday money on <laughs> Not all of it, Mom, but some of it. Anything else, Ella Strange? Nope. 
I'm good. All right. Until next week, of course, I am the Sussman, Rick Sussman. And by next week, I mean never again, because I will never run another one of these episodes, because I am so very, very, very dealing with a very seismic crisis right now of the fact that I am no longer a child. So, I am uh, the Sussman, Rick Sussman. This is the original Angry Nerd Girl, Elder Strange, who looks very disappointed in me right now. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye, Elle. Bye, Elle. <laughs> What? <laughs> huh? What?